0: You're
1: listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast.
0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds of Klein Appraisal. And today, I've actually got a guest on the podcast. His name is Mr. Dan Chapman, and you've probably seen him before. And he is Summit Properties Northwest. He's our kind of go-to mortgage guy. And everybody knows that the real estate market has been going crazy, which means prices just keep getting higher and higher and higher. One of the questions that comes up all the time is, how much money do I need to buy a home? How much income do I need? How much of a down payment? What does that look like? That's what we're going to cover today on today's podcast. Amongst a number of other mortgage-related things, we're going to talk about interest rates, where they're at, where they're headed, a bunch of good stuff with Dan Chapman. So, Dan, thanks so much for being on the podcast
1: again. Thanks for having me, Sean. Good to be back.
0: Yeah, you bet. You bet. So, one of the things that we're talking about is questions that come up that you answer all the time, and so that I don't have to answer them, yeah. you don't have to answer them, they're out on the podcast, is... What does it actually take to buy a home? So let's kind of walk through the scenarios of what that looks like and you've given us three three examples here, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So let's start with the first one and that is if you were to buy a home for 350 grand, walk us through some of the scenarios that a buyer is looking at. We're going to start yeah. low, work our way okay. up. We're going to go 350 we're going okay. to go three hundred and fifty, what $1.2 Yep. Million?
1: So three hundred and fifty in this area is going to be a condo. Yep. And so um, you know you can put as little if you're doing conventional, which is the most popular loan program, as most people know. Conventional as opposed
0: loan, to like an FHA. As opposed to an FHA, the,
1: yeah, we would we would definitely want to go conventional unless you didn't qualify, then you go FHA. But okay. three percent down, you can put as little as three. So I have that here. I have 5%, 10%, and I have 20%. So different ranges. Okay. And uh, rates right now on a 30-year fix, about 2.75 with no points. That's about if – if you got decent credit, that's about where you're going to fall right now.
0: Let's talk about that for a second. How low is 2.75? Oh, it's
1: just insane. I mean, it's <laughs> – uh, we're talking uh, – I've been in the business 19 years, and this is the first year – that we've been below 3%. Under 3%. Yeah, 19 years. Unheard of. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, so their buying power is amazing right now. While prices are certainly high, and I don't see them going down, so if you wait, you're going to miss out, but the buying power is really high because rates like this won't stay low forever, obviously. They can't.
0: Right, so, right. So. Yep, yep. And and we're, and we're, we're kind of doing this podcast because everybody's got somebody, whether it's your grandkid, your kid, yourself... Somebody's got somebody that's like, oh man, houses are so expensive, but I don't really know what it takes. Yeah, and that's why we're kind of going through this and we're, yep. we're breaking this down. So let's let's keep going. Okay, so so three percent down on a three hundred fifty thousand dollar purchase. Yep. Down payment's going to be ten thousand five hundred. That's just the down payment without your closing costs.
1: Yeah, and you're going to have probably about uh, depending on taxes for the property and when you close, figure seven grand. Okay. There. Okay. So you're talking about seventeen, seventeen
0: five. Okay, here you've got eighteen five. Um, and what would your what would your so under twenty grand for a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars purchase? Yeah, for sure. What would your payments be on that?
1: Uh, at two point seven five, I, I figured three hundred dollars a month for HOA dues. That's a pretty average. Okay, it could be more, could be less. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some townhomes out there with no HOA dues, but in this price range, probably not. But, right. Um, yeah. So principal interest thirteen eighty six. All in payment with taxes, insurance, PMI, um, HOA dues, which HOA dues are paid separately, but just all in monthly expenses twenty one sixty six. Okay. With three percent down. Okay. And then with five percent down, um, you know, you are
0: let's your- run through those numbers again. So at three hundred and fifty grand, yeah, you're going to need a total down payment of just under twenty grand.
1: Yeah, I'd say closer to, to, to eighteen grand. Yep. Yep. With 10-
0: and, and your total payments out the door are going to be a hair under twenty two hundred bucks a month. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay.
1: And at five percent down, um, you're going to need closer to probably twenty four, twenty five grand all in with, with closing cost. Okay. Um, obviously, five percent is seventeen five hundred, and then at two point seven five, your principal and interest is thirteen fifty seven. Your total payment with everything and HOA dues, assuming three hundred a month here, two thousand seventy seven.
0: So by putting an extra two percent down, you're dropping your payment by call it a hundred bucks. Yep. Yep, not that much.
1: Yeah, not a lot. Right. Uh, yeah, and then ten percent. You know, you're going to need roughly 42, 43 grand with with closing cost. Okay. Um, and then you're talking about a total payment of under two grand. So about nineteen seventy five a month. Call it.
0: Okay, so we go from like two grand to twenty one hundred to twenty two hundred, depending on how much you're putting down. And your down payments are going to range from, call it nineteen, eighteen grand to twenty six grand to forty three grand. Yep. And that's on a purchase of three fifty.
1: Yep. And that's assuming about seven to eight grand in closing costs. So, you know, um, the the you can be a little less on closing costs if the taxes on that property are pretty cheap, and you're closing Gosh. in a month where we don't have to collect a full six months' taxes.
0: But you're talking maybe yeah. a grand. Yeah, maybe a grand. Tops. Yeah, exactly otherwise the closing costs for all these are going to be about the same.
1: Yeah, your what 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 they call your um, non-recurring closing costs, so title escrow, appraisal and lender fees. Yep. Those are about 4 grand and then you have your prepaid your reserves for taxes and insurance and those depending on when close could be 3 to 4 grand. So
0: so yeah. that's the breakout on kind of your closing costs mm-hmm. which are about 8 grand in this case. Yep. Yep, right yep. about that. Yep. Okay. So that is You've got one here for twenty percent down, but I think we kind of get the trend there mm-hmm. on thrifty three fifty. Let's look let's jump up to one point two million. Oh just all the way. let's just go right all to right. the top, right off the bat. Yeah. Let's take a look and see what that that looks like. And I just kinda wanted to give people a comparison Because I figured 350 is entry level, 500 is kind of mid-range, 1.2. And here in Seattle, 1.2 in a lot of areas, that's a starter home. I
1: know. Kirkland, Bellevue. Yeah. Yeah. We're
0: using this as a luxury example, but and for a lot of viewers and listeners out there, 1.2 is just mind-boggling, but in the Bellevue market, it's like... A starter home.
1: Yeah, it's not not something. It's
0: not something great. It's
1: really nice. No. So, yeah, one point two jumbo loan now, twenty okay. percent down minimum.
0: So jumbo as opposed to conventional. Tell us the difference there.
1: Yeah. So jumbo is just um, stricter on everything. Stricter underwriting uh, guidelines. Um, stricter on debt to income ratio. They look at your income more closely.
0: And why is that? Why are they? Why are they doing more scrutiny?
1: <sighs> you know. Um, that's a good question,
0: Sean. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's risk. It's right? a little
1: more risk because they're lending you more money. So yeah. that's what it comes down to is they're lending you more money. Yeah. They want to make darn sure that… that We're going to
0: put you under the microscope. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, especially if you're self-employed. If they're self-employed and you're getting a jumbo loan, right. they're going to dissect you.
0: Right. So yeah. I yeah. tell
1: my clients, you're going you, you, to… That's because
0: they know you might be fudging You're getting the books. a lobotomy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah that's yeah that's so yeah. Yeah, 20 so down on 1.2 is a loan of 960 okay um you know i put total monthly um principal interest of a little over 3900 okay uh, at 2.75 on a 30-year fixed okay jumbo rates are very similar to conventional and how much
0: is your down payment so 20 percent down on 1.2 240 two, 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 grand
1: 240 correct yeah yep. so so I'll,
0: quarter million dollars yeah down
1: yeah. Cash. Yeah. So on a loan of 960, your payment's only about $4,800, depending on exactly what your taxes and insurance are. Okay. So forty-eight to 4900 you know, okay. it could be a little it's varied. It's only
0: 4800 but that's a lot more money than a lot of people make.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got to qualify for that, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yep. you know, if you're working at, you know, Amazon or Facebook or Google, you, you know, in and, and your software engineer, you can probably afford that if you don't have a lot of debt, right. um, you know?
0: And we're gonna get into that. Yeah. Hey, I make two hundred grand a year. How come I can't afford a million dollar home? Yeah. That's a very real question. We'll get into that right. in a sec, but let's get through this. So yep. all right, so one point two, you got a loan amount of nine sixty, you've put down two hundred and forty grand down payment. What is what's your your closing costs are like ten grand?
1: Yeah, on that on that about ten grand. That's all okay. right. Yeah. So it
0: doesn't go up that much on your closing costs. From a three hundred and fifty purchase to a one point two purchase.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the lender fees and and all are the same. So um, it's just a matter of you're going to have a little higher title fee um, and a little higher escrow closing fee, but that's about it. Other than that, the only difference is your is what they call reoccurring for ta- collecting taxes and insurance. Those are a little bit higher too, but
0: and yeah. the points that you're going to pay to your lender guy. Yeah, if you're, you're buying the rate down. down, I'm just
1: yep. doing no point scenarios here because yep. that's what okay. a lot of people like. Okay. Yeah.
0: That means the rate's a little bit higher?
1: Yeah, if you wanted to pay, you know, say half a point, you might get an eighth lower in rate. If you paid a full point, you might get, you know, a quarter lower in rate. just depends. Pricing so let's change. break
0: that down. So a point on a purchase price of 1.2 with 20% down, a point is 9600 bucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost
0: ten grand. That's 1% yeah. of the total loan amount. Yeah, And that's going to reduce your interest rate by how much? By about a quarter
1: percent. I mean, sometimes Cut. it'll be less than a point. Pricing changes Cut. daily. It could be three quarters of a percent. 0.75% times the loan amount yep. could drop your rate a quarter percent. So it varies.
0: And that is because, and I am not a mortgage guy, but I, I have been doing this for a couple of years now. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you're talking about buying a point, buying your rate down, you are basically purchasing that rate today guaranteeing the lender their return up front yeah you paid in
1: exchange for a lower monthly payment so right yeah as if you're and usually i do a spreadsheet that says hey it's going to take you x amount of years to make up for that right so and you know sometimes it's five years sometimes it's seven years sometimes it's 10 years so it just depends uh if it's worth it or not for you you know most i'd say 80 percent of the purchases i do Are usually with no points right around there
0: because people don't really know how long they're going to be there. It's
1: hard to forecast past five years. I I look at things and I go, ten years from now, who knows? You know, five years from now, yeah, probably be in that house. But you know, ten years. But you don't know. Do you want to
0: spend the extra money, buy the rate down? Yeah. All right. So let's run that through again. One point two million. You need a quarter million down, roughly. Mm -hmm. You need ten grand in closing costs. So you've got a total out of pocket. 250 grand yep. legit and your payments are going to be call it 4800 mm-hmm. so those are those are your raw numbers yep okay what kind of income would you need to afford 1.2 million with 20% down
1: well we go off the if you're a W-2 employee we're going yep. off your gross income yep so
0: W-2 meaning you are not
1: self-employed correct you work yep. for Amazon or Facebook or Microsoft or somebody you're right? an employee you're an employee yep um, so so if you don't have a lot of debt, let's just say you have, you know, revolving credit cards that you pay off every month and maybe it's a hundred dollars a month on your and you don't have a lot of debt. As long as your debt to income ratio is below 43%, you're gonna be okay. So if you make say $150 a year, uh twelve five a month gross, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna qualify for that. It's gonna be tight, but you're gonna qualify for that.
0: So let's break that down. So forty eight hundred divided by twelve five is yeah. roughly 40%.
1: Yeah, that's about and I'm right. I'm
0: totally guessing here. Uh, Tell me what that is.
1: Yeah, 38.4%. I was off yep, by 1%. You were darn 6%. close. Yeah. So so that's fine on a debt to income ratio. Yep. Um, you know, if you if you think you might be getting a car down the road, yeah, you know, and it's 500 bucks a month then
0: you how, know, you're probably get, spending
1: a little too much.
0: How about you've got a $250,000 purchase and a week before closing you go out and buy a $40,000 car with 10% down. Yeah. What does that do for your home purchase? Yeah, that declines it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most likely.
0: Yeah, that's a problem. And that is a theoretical situation, a hypothetical situation that happened to us yep. two months ago. Yep. 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 Every it's like tomorrow. your guy bought a car. What was he thinking? Well, he needed a new car for work. Bad timing. Bad yeah. decision. So don't, the bottom line is... is If you're in the process of buying a home, don't buy anything, don't have any credit inquiries, Yep. and why is that?
1: Well, I mean, you don't want to change your financial situation. You don't want to change your debt-to-income ratio, obviously, um, during the home process, so home buying process and approval process, and then as far as, um, you know... um, I mean, you, 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 you can't add any debt. You just It's just not good. You don't want to do that. if Because
0: you, you're going the wrong way. Yeah, you're
1: going the wrong way. So wait, talk to your loan officer, talk to me. We do send out an email that says, do not go out and make any major purchases. And it's in bold print. Right. Um, if I'm having a conversation on the phone with somebody and it's kind of tight on their debt to income ratio, I will mention it. If, if the debt to income ratio is not super tight and they went out and bought a car and, hey, I, I'm sorry I didn't mention this, but I did buy a car, my payment's $500 a month. And my debt to income ratio is 21%, and I have an $800, 800 credit score. It's, it's irrelevant. Fine. We yep. can add that debt. We just get proof of what you're paying. yep No problem. You're fine. But um,
0: but it's when you're really close yeah. is what you're talking about. Yeah, and
1: I've had, had some people do that. And, um, you know, I mean, don't lose your job. I had a, one this year that,
0: don't lose your job we, we actually sent purpose, docs to escrow job.
1: we <laughs> sent docs to escrow and the last thing we do is verify employment to, um when we send docs we call to make sure they're still working there especially with covid and he lost his job so he didn't get the house
0: and this is right before closing.
1: uh like three days before three, hours,
0: three days yeah, before closing. yeah yeah that is another great question i've had a lot of brokers call me and say hey sean my borrower just had a verification of employment and we're closing in 2 days. What is up with that? Yeah. And that's that's becoming yeah. more of yeah. a thing especially with COVID yeah. because some some of these people employment is spotty or Business goes out, nobody yeah. knows, yeah. the job changes. Yeah, And so the lender is basically saying, hey, I just want to make sure before we give you this yeah. $960,000. Yeah,
1: they'll do that like two or three days before closing now. It used to be, you know, maybe a week before closing, um, it would it done, you know, um, once we get the, we're getting final approval, you know, but now it can be all the way up to the day we send documents.
0: Right. And you know what? If I were a lender, I'd do the same darn thing. I, I want to make sure. Yeah. Hey, up until the last minute, can these people afford it? Because if they can't, I got to take this home back. Yeah, I would say that during a pandemic, it's going to be hard to sell that home. But guess what? It's not. Yeah. But still, yeah. If you're a lender and you got a, a minimal down payment by a borrower, you want to know they yeah. can make those payments, right? For sure. Because this forty eight hundred a month—that's a big nut. Yeah. I mean. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a lot of money. For sure. So, so Dan, we've done. We did the high end 1.2. Yep. We did the low end 350. We're going to do something kind of in the middle there at 500,000. Okay. Run us through that. So, what does that look like?
1: So you can put as little as three percent down. Yep. Um, again, 2.75, thirty-year fixed, with good credit. Um, principal. What,
0: what, what, let's talk about good credit. Yeah. What does good credit look like?
1: 740 over.
0: Okay, seven hundred and forty credit score and yeah,
1: up. That's excellent credit. Okay. You could still get that rate at seven twenty, but it may not be no points. It might be like cost you a small closing cost. Say extra.
0: you've got a six fifty credit score.
1: Then you're not doing a conventional loan.
0: Okay. You're gonna do FHA? Yeah. If you can. Yeah. If it's qualifying within the yeah, loan. Yeah,
1: because the, the PMI with that credit score would be yep. like seven hundred bucks a month.
0: Okay. And if you have a six hundred credit score?
1: Then you're not getting a loan. So um, you need to work I mean, on your credit. Yeah, yeah. You need you need a six hundred to get an FHA loan. Okay. So. Okay. And even at that, you really want to be at six twenty. Okay. You could get one of six hundred, but conventional kind of is the barometer is like six eighty. If you're over six eighty, you go conventional. you will be able to figure something out. Yeah.
0: yeah, Okay. Yep. All right. So sorry about jumping in on your on that one, but I thought that was important to kind of go over credit scores because you and I always talk about good credit scores, seven hundred something plus. Yeah. But then a lot of people, and especially people, a lot of people probably watching this one. Or like, okay, my credit's not great, I know I need to work on it, it's holding me back from buying, Mm -hmm. on top of the fact, I don't have enough money, nor do I make enough money. So those are kind of the three major factors. Mm -hmm. Your income, your credit, your down payment. Yeah, income assets and credit, three important. Yep, yep. Okay, so 500 grand purchase, 3% down, good credit.
1: Yeah, fifteen 15%, k down, and okay. you know you're talking about eight grand in closing costs. Yep, so about twenty three k you okay. need, and your total payment. You know, assuming no HOA dues, this is a single family house or a townhome with no HOA dues. Um, just under twenty seven hundred, twenty six ninety three on this form, with t- with taxes and insurance, okay, and PMI.
0: That does not seem like a crazy number.
1: Yeah, and it's not. Well, I mean, you're getting into a property with three percent down. So, if you look at the five percent down scenario, you know, all in with ta- closing costs and everything, you're about thirty three k. With closing costs on the down in the down payment of five percent, that that payment is uh, two point seven five is 20, $25.68 roughly. So call it twenty five and a half.
0: So not even a hundred bucks less than three percent down. No, it's about one hundred
1: thirty. 130. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah.
0: 2693 yeah. versus 2568. Yeah,
1: 68. so okay. Um and then, you know, you get to the 10%. That's when PMI is really pretty cheap, 10% to 15% down. Okay. So that 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 factor at 10%, you know, you're talking 50k down plus closing costs, so 58 all in to okay. get, to get into that 10% down with closing costs. And you're on a 30-year fixed 2.75, you're just over 2400, 2420. I'm like, yeah.
0: All in. $2,500. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's not bad. That's there's a you know. Hundred and forty five bucks cheaper than the five percent down.
0: Okay. Uh, so let's recap. So on a five hundred thousand dollar purchase, with three percent down, you're looking at twenty three five for total cash you need, all the way up and then. Five percent down, you need thirty-three, call uh-huh. it thirty-four grand cash. Ten uh-huh. percent down, you need closer closer to sixty grand uh-huh. cash, and your payments range on the low end from twenty from twenty-six ninety-three on the three percent down to middle of the range. Five percent down is call it twenty-six hundred. And then it drops down to 2400 when you put 10% down. Yep. So those are your kind of your numbers. Now, all of these are not conventional, correct? I mean, they're 10% down conventional, but anything under 20%, you're going to have mortgage insurance.
1: Correct. Yes. Yeah. Anything under 20%, you have mortgage insurance. And you know, mortgage insurance is uh, based on, they're really pricing it based off your credit score, number one. And they actually do look at debt to income ratio too, because if you're over forty five percent on your debt to income ratio, there's a hit there. So you want to to get the best mortgage insurance rate. You want to have good credit, at least seven forty, um, and then keep your debt to income ratio under forty five percent. And then the other factor is how much down payment percentage wise are you putting? Are you putting? There's price hits at at five percent. It's more expensive. And then if you put ten percent, it's less expensive. If you put fifteen, yep. it's less expensive. So.
0: And why is that, so you're putting 10% down which which is a lot of money yeah. on this $500,000 purchase it's almost 60 grand total. Yeah. Why is the lender making you do mortgage insurance on well, anything it's less? It's just than more 10%? risk.
1: There's more risk there that if you uh, it, that people are less likely to walk away from a home if they have financial trouble if they have a lot of equity in it. Cuz they were like, "Man, I got 100 grand equity in I it." I put
0: 100 into this I'm not walking boy. away. I'm going
1: to sell it, you know, if I, if yeah. I you know as opposed to just Saying I'm out of here, and they've got the they've
0: got the room to sell it as the bottom line. They do, yeah, yeah. They've got the yeah. That's one of the things that I've been reading about is that the we thought with all the mortgage forbearance that was going to go on with the whole coronavirus shutdown and everything, because the housing market is basically shot up straight to the moon. Yeah, appreciation wise, when all of this forbearance stuff kind of finally comes to fruition, when all these things are over. There isn't going to be a lot of foreclosures because everybody's going to have enough equity.
1: Totally different than 2008, where yeah. p- values plummeted. Yeah, and people lost 100 grand on on a 500,000 dollars home in value. Yeah. they're like, I'm out of here. I, yeah. I'm upside down. Yeah, now you got equity, so PMI just protects the lender against the the, the, the chances of that of a, if there was a loss, they would get certain percentage of their their loan uh, money that they lent back. So.
0: They're basically making you, as the consumer, as the buyer, pay for insurance. Yeah. On their investment and kind of your investment. Yep. They're making sure everybody's got some skin making in the sure game. Everybody's
1: covered. Everybody's got skin in the game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's not that hard to get rid of. You can get rid of it. You know.
0: What? Well, yeah. So how do you get rid of it?
1: I mean, uh, the easiest way, obviously, is to refinance. But if it, you know, if it makes sense to get rid of PM, I'm doing a lot of those right now. A lot of people that bought in the last couple of years have PMI. Their rates at you know three and a half to four percent. They they want to get a below three percent rate and get rid of their PMI. So that's number one way.
0: And so and that happened So three years ago, now the home is worth a bunch more. Mm-hmm. They've got the equity. They've got twenty percent equity. Yeah, twenty percent down. However you want to look at it, they've got enough of a cushion where the lender is like, "Yep, you don't need PMI for that."
1: That's right. So that's that's number one way of refinance. Number two, pay the loan down uh, below eighty uh, percent. They're actually lenders are required to drop it when you paid it down to seventy eight percent loan to value based off your purchase price. So say you bought the home four years ago, you've now paid it down. You you put ten percent down four years ago, and you've now paid it down to under eighty percent based on the, what you paid for it. They're required to drop it at the twenty two percent equity. So seventy eight percent of the value, the value, they're required to drop it. So that's number two.
0: Okay.
1: And number three, and this is the hardest way. It can be done, but you usually have to wait two years. You have to be in the PMI and in the loan for two years, and then you can submit to the lender, "Hey, I paid my loan down, but look at the value. Here's the assessed value, and they can do a value search on their end, or they can make you order pay for an appraisal. Yeah. And they, there's a form you have to fill out, and then you know they can they can drop the PMI that way.
0: And I've been involved hundreds of times on the removal of PMI from the appraisal end. Hey, my lender said I need an appraisal from mm-hmm. a certified appraiser. Appraiser, can you help me out? Yeah. Yes, yeah. we can. Whether or not that value is going to be there, right. I won't know until the appraisal is done.
1: Exactly. And then
0: you've spent 700 bucks, 750 whatever. Yep. In other markets, it might be as low as 400 bucks.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, Southern California, it's about 450 500 Is it? Can you believe that? Yeah. yeah. I can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Everything's weird in California. It's weird. <laughs> no offense to all the <laughs> but, you know California. Everything else
1: is expensive there. Yeah. You know, income tax and, oh. uh, you know, state tax.
0: Yeah. All that jazz. So you moved. Speaking of that, yeah. you and I talk a lot about the exodus from California. Yeah. You moved from California. Yeah. Yeah. To Montana.
1: Yeah, as you know, I was born and raised here. Lived in Kirkland for 27 years. Started in the mortgage business here. Lived in, Cal- you know, wife was dying for son about 12, 13 years ago, and we had relatives down there and all that stuff. So we lived down there for about 12 years, and then now live in Whitefish, Montana. Actually, just. I've been I wanting to get out for years
0: so was your was your primary residence was it officially in California
1: until uh, 2018 yeah
0: okay yeah. so you paid that state income tax
1: oh yeah how was that it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> it's a rip off <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Because you
0: don't get anything for it. Yeah. I mean, like Washington doesn't yeah. have one.
1: Yeah,
0: and we've got arguably we've got. I mean, we're. we're and that's at, a
1: big reason people move here because they're like, I, hey, I, I'm. Yeah, you know, if you're making good money, yeah. you're saving eight to ten percent in taxes by moving from California to Washington, and then businesses, right? The yeah. business taxes here are less expensive. Yeah, you know,
0: and arguably we have we got better bang for our tax dollar not necessarily in seattle because yeah. nothing's going on there
1: <laughs> nothing's working there too well right now yeah. due to the seattle uh, yeah. yeah yeah that's
0: crazy yeah. okay well thanks for those examples what are on a daily basis you deal with all kinds of stuff what are the main and that's to do with people either getting a refinance or get purchasing a home getting them a loan what are the co- top couple of hot topics right now what are the things that you are consistently working on to overcome that would be super helpful for people yeah who are either looking at buying a home looking at refinancing what are some things that would help them out as far as this whole process goes?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're W two employee, it's relatively simple to dissect your income and, and figure out that and what you qualify for. That's not that hard. Um, I guess the next thing would be if you're self employed. Um, somebody, I got a call the other day, some client of mine. Hey, hey Dan, I want to buy you know a house for you know 1.3 million. Um, when he they were thinking about. Nine hundred to a million before. Now I want to go up to 1.3. Well, self-employed. Well, you just don't claim enough income. Your 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 net income on your tax taxes. Whether you're filing a Schedule C, net income at the bottom there. We look at that. If you're not filing a Schedule C, but you're maybe you file a K one. So you're filing. what's called an S corp. And you file that K one. We use that that net income on the K one. And then if you pay yourself W two, we combine those two income. You have to. Plenty of people. I mean, I get it. You don't want to pay an extra hundred grand in taxes to the IRS. Neither do I. So you find loopholes and you write those off. Well, it it can hurt you in the mortgage world because maybe you're taking maybe you're taking home twenty five grand a month and you're self employed, but you're claiming fifteen, so you're not getting qualified on what you don't claim.
0: So a lot of people are like, "Hey, I make a lot of money," but then when you look at their tax return, you're like. You make good money, but you don't make the great money you thought you did mm-hmm. based on your tax return, mm-hmm. which is what we're submitting to the lender. That's what they're actually going to look at. And that's where a lot of self-employed people are like, oh, yeah, that's when that's when it's mm-hmm. not good. When you go to buy a house or you need to qualify, your income comes under scrutiny. Yep. Yep. And, and that's where you get hosed. Would you want to pay a lot in taxes? And you want to, or do you want to go in really, really far yeah. in debt and buy a you know two million dollar home, whatever it is?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so I get that scenario quite a bit.
0: What? So you work? Uh, your a lot of your businesses here in Kirkland, Washington. Yes. Yes. What is the average loan amount that you on a purchase? What's the average loan amount? Well, loan
1: amount, not purchase yeah. price.
0: Yeah. Probably six hundred. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I'd that's say a purchase about six hundred
0: of seven. I'd say yeah, seven fifty se- I mean, price. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, seven fifty right around there is probably the average purchase price that I deal with. I mean, I definitely do a fair share of jumbo. This year is okay. a little down because of COVID, but, um, but you know, I, I'd say yeah, about 750, 800 average purchase so price. Seven
0: fifty with twenty percent down.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could put less, but yeah, um, you something yeah.
0: along those lines. Yeah. How many purchases do you do over a million dollars?
1: In a year? Yeah. Uh this year was less than last year. Even okay. though this year was way better for business because you know the jumbo market for COVID was shut down oh, for
0: yeah, a couple months. Right. Two, three months. Like literally.
1: So I mean some some are some lenders I know, my brother still can't do a jumbo loan. Wow. Yeah.
0: And where he's at Caliber. Yeah. Months. yeah are we supposed to say other i don't know i don't else?
1: know but uh we we're still doing them just 20 percent down okay I, 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 I this year i don't know how many i did i'm gonna say 20 and then last year would have been more than that you know jumbo purchases. because i remember
0: having you on the podcast and we we're like wow we've got one lender in the jumbo market Salau credit union yeah Remember that yeah that was like back March? in like april March, yeah, April? March, April. Yeah, there were, because that, they
1: underwrite to conventional guidelines. They don't underwrite on jumbo guidelines. Okay. But their their loan limit is one point five million.
0: Okay. Okay. So so they were reducing their yeah. risk. They're still yeah. doing jumbo, but they were reducing their risk. Yeah. And you got to have a monster down payment.
1: Yeah. And so I did a lot of loans in that time period. Not a lot of loans, but I did enough where they the cake okay, you want to buy for you know. 1.2 million. You got 20% down. We did a first for the conventional max For which this year was 741 uh, two, uh, 741 750 and then we did a HELOC for up to 500 K You Could do that
0: and a HELOC being a home equity line of credit Home equity line of credit so basically borrowing. Yeah, on, uh, so
1: you could you know you could buy for you know 1.5 and if you had You know 20% down you could do a first, you know a first and a second for 1.2 million right and not have a jumbo loan right not strict underwriting really easy they made it happen did a bunch of those for a few months so
0: we had a time period of maybe three months in there yeah about three months where there was hardly anything jumbo going on yeah jumbo buyers were out looking and they're like yeah even if i find a home i I don't know if i'm gonna be able to find a a wholesale lender that my mortgage broker can broker this deal too yeah. So, well, let's jump from, okay, we've talked about kind of the high end. Let's say you are a first-time homebuyer or you've got somebody in your life that's a first-time homebuyer. They don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. They've got subpar credit and they don't have a huge down payment. What are some things other than the obvious of get a higher paying job? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Or get your credit going. Talk to a credit counselor. hmm but you probably don't have money to be talking to a credit counselor if you're already yeah, kind of on the lower end. What are some things that you as a mortgage guy can tell people who are trying to get a home or are thinking about it or are struggling coming up with the numbers? What can they do?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd say... You know the income thing might be hard to work itself out for some people because they just they're strapped they can't get another job for whatever reason so their income is stuck right where they're it's. in an
0: industry where they don't yeah. make a
1: lot of money. Yeah. So whatever that is, put that aside. Income is what it is. Can't you know unless you can work some overtime. But credit you can always change. You can always fix your credit. So yeah. if you've got credit card debt stacked up, you know paying those things down to where you're not maxed out is going to help your scores. So get your credit score boosted. You know, you can go to annualcreditreport.com once a year, get a free credit report. Check out that. Um, there's plenty of apps out there like Credit Karma if you want to monitor your credit. Credit yeah. Karma is not an exact rate. I mean, not an exact um Score, it's, it's it's actually not a real FICO score, it's called a Vantage score, which is an estimate, but it's usually pretty close. And you it'll tell you, hey, if you did this, you can get your credit score up this, you know. So that's yeah. so that's kind of a good gauge. It has two of the bureaus out of the three on there now. They do market to you and things like that, but you can turn the notifications down on your phone and you know, you can monitor your credit. I've, that way. I've
0: used Credit Karma in the past because yeah. I, had, I had crappy credit coming out of the Great Bust, yeah, like a lot of reception. people, yeah. 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 Foreclosures, short yeah. sales, had too many homes yep. in an industry, or was making no money. Yeah, and yeah. it was just a bloodbath, and I, yep. you know, lost basically everything. Yep. And so, getting credit, I, I went to a credit counselor and uh, paid them a bunch every month. I think it was 175 bucks a month.
1: Yeah, I've got some good ones that are in the Seattle market that are about 100 bucks a month,
0: and, and usually and about won't.
1: three months. Yeah. they're good. So 300 yeah. bucks to get your credit off, and they and they deal with it for you. So right, if you got a little extra money to spend totally worth it for yeah. me
0: it was wildly worth it yeah. especially have, if
1: you got like a collection on there and yeah. you can't get it off or some late payment that really wasn't late you know yeah. or, or you you know it shouldn't be on there you know anymore
0: and they point that out to the credit bureaus yeah. and the credit bureaus either have to respond and say, "Hey, this yeah, is incorrect." Yeah, they got like
1: forty-five days to to to, to clear it up. Or yeah. if you send them a dispute letter or dispute it, and they can't figure it out,
0: then they they got to remove they it. They take it off, and that's where you get your bang for your yeah. That's where your one hundred and seventy-five bucks goes yeah. towards. Yep. My, my credit score—I can't remember what the numbers were—but I was really pleased. I was like, "Wow." I am actually able to buy something mm-hmm. again. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, okay, a guy owns a couple of real estate companies; going to be loaded. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there were so many guys like me that were just overextended because we thought the housing market was just going to go to the moon. Yeah, which, yeah. which, it's, doing which it's doing.
1: now. Which is doing now, just <laughs> you know, ten years later. <laughs> yeah, in my early fifties. Yeah. I'm like,
0: oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy how that happens. So the bottom, the moral of the story is, you can get your credit back up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's important. Yeah, definitely credit.
0: Right. Um, saving for a down payment. What do you say there?
1: Yeah, um, there's apps for that too, you know. Okay. My wife's got one. It's connected to our, one of our checking accounts where I'm, It's uh, it's it basically takes a certain percentage out every week out of your checking. So it just pulls it out and puts it into a savings for you. So it's kind of like a forced savings. She just uses it for whatever, buy something for our kids once in a while. I don't know.
0: It goes into a savings account. Yeah, a separate savings account. Yeah,
1: I mean, otherwise, um, you, you just you know, obviously, got to save. You got to got to get a get a money market account that has a decent interest rate and transfer money from your checking to your savings and ignore it and let it build up. But yeah, whether that's for you, whether that's a hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month, you got to get some sort of plan together. You know, what can I cut back on something? Do I need to go out to eat twice a week? Or, or can I do once a week?
0: The latte factor. Yeah,
1: or yeah, the freaking lattes around here four or five bucks. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. You know, you do it's one crazy. of those a day. Add the ma- do the math, man. It, yeah, that's a, that's up. 150 bucks that, a month.
0: That's that whole Dave Ramsey, yeah.
1: you know, thing. That snowball attack yeah. yeah.
0: So when we're talking about, on the, let's look at the low end, the one, the 350 grand yeah. total cash to close eighteen five. I mean that yeah. that sounds like a lot of money yeah. but if you've got any kind of income at all and if you have maybe a partner, girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever parent it is. that can gift you the, the closing cost. Yeah. You
1: know, 401k money, you got 50 grand in your 401k, you want to borrow 10 grand from your 401k. Right. You can borrow 10 grand or from even, your 401k. Or even let's talk
0: about people who don't have a 401k, yeah. don't have parents. Maybe they've got a significant other in their life. You need to figure out a way to put 19 grand together. Yeah. yeah. And most people, I think, can do that. Mm-hmm. They just need to figure out how. And it might be a huge struggle. Yeah. I mean, it just, it yeah. might, that might be. I numbers. mean, I think back
1: to myself, you know, in the, you know, this is dating it, but 20 years ago, before I was in the mortgage business, didn't have any money. Yeah. And that would have been, back then, that would have been tough. Right. Like I probably could have came up with 10, 15 grand though after right. you know putting a plan together. Right. You know, and
0: being dedicated and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would in my twenties. My wife didn't work, and we yeah. had two young kids, and yeah. I was always scrambling. Even though I'm self employed, yeah, scrambling to get there. I would have had a hard time putting eight, 19 grand, yeah, and just having that taken out of my account. And oh, here's my house. Yeah. You know, it, it takes a while, but I think you got to get there. Yep. And yep. so, you know, percentage wise, what, what do people need to be putting away to afford that eighteen grand? Is it ten percent of their income maybe?
1: I mean that's a good that's good gauge, ten percent. If you can take ten percent of your take home pay, that's reasonable. You just have to have a budget, you know, and figure things what, what 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 can I cut out?
0: Right. So it'd be,
1: you know, eighteen grand. Do I need direct T V at a hundred bucks a month? Oh yes. Or do I can
0: I get Dan, can I get internet T V at how, thirty dollars a how month? How else am I gonna watch the Seahawks? And uh, I, I, I have I, got to I, have I, I gotta have my HBO. Okay. I gotta have my Showtime. Okay, so so
1: so the Seahawks I can watch in Montana because they're they're considered a uh, Northwest where I live. In, oh, okay. Northwest Montana. I'm in Northwest, Montana. On, I'm on in Northwest Montana. Whitefish. So okay. so they're on all the time. So I can. I, I mean, granted, I have Spectrum there, and then I have Sling for my internet TV. Oh, that's
0: your. You know, yeah.
1: so I have two TV sources, but they're both super cheap, way less than Directv.
0: So okay. Um, Obviously, cable is one way. Yeah. Eating out less. Yeah. Maybe you don't take that second vacation, whatever it is. Yeah. You just do something different. Yeah. Drive a car that gets good gas mileage. Yeah. Don't have a car payment.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Car payments are Have killers. a crappy car. That's
0: right. And just make it go. You don't
1: need a $25,000 car. You can get a right. decent car that, that gets you made to be for five grand.
0: Yeah. You know? Maybe you don't buy that extra set of clothes in the year that you don't really need but you just want yeah maybe you don't buy that hundredth purse or you don't have to have the bellevue club membership you can what? go
1: to gold oh, no.
0: No. No. you're going the wrong direction here Dan. i am not on board i'm going to be a renter forever on that basis i'm, I'm not buying i that. missed the bellevue club it was yeah, good yeah yeah yep yeah. okay so what other kind of things are you seeing um besides the fact that the Seattle market is just not affordable for a lot of people. A lot of people making good money, but people on the lower end. What's the cheapest home that you have done financing for?
1: In in like Pierce, Snohomish, King County, or sure, yeah. Um, I mean Pierce County probably like three fifty. Yeah, yeah, down south there in Auburn area, you and know? that's
0: probably a little rambler. Yeah,
1: twelve hundred square foot three bedroom rambler, nothing crazy. Yeah, um, you know, i I've, I've definitely done more loans this year where people are. Um, even young millennials are like trying to get out of Seattle because there's nothing to do because it's all shut down because of COVID and stuff. So they're moving out to the certain areas of the east side. You yep. know, they, Some of them got money, some don't. But um, it just depends. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that.
0: Here's my thought on that. What happens when traffic gets really bad because we all go back to the regular commute yep. and everything opens up back in downtown? Yep. And those people all have these horrific commutes that are even worse now. How yeah. long until they realize, oh, man. Oh, this I moved
1: was, to Sammamish and I got to work downtown.
0: This is a bad COVID decision. Better made. better
1: hope that they can work via Zoom and remotely. Because if they, if the employer changes their mind on that, that'll create more inventory because there'll be more sales.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's the reality. Yeah. End of quarter two in yeah. 2021. 2021.
1: That is my Going prediction. into August, September. Maybe yep. there's more inventory because of that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you just got a lot of people who are going to be like, Man, why did I move here?
1: Yeah, because if they have to work in downtown, and y- you don't want to do that commute, if you're not no. living on that side of the lake, yeah. I mean, I, I would never. I just move to Montana shoot or me. something. Yeah, shoot me.
0: Yeah, but we've <laughs> got we've got the ability to yeah. kind of call that. If you aren't making the kind of money you want, and you and your employer says, you know what, you need to come to the office four days a week. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to go to the office. Yeah. And that's in downtown. So you may have now a commute that you once thought was half an hour goes to an hour and fifteen.
1: Yeah, you're getting up an hour earlier and leaving leaving the house by six a.m. as opposed to seven. That's you the know. reality. Yeah.
0: I have a lot of people telling me, "No, nah, work from home is going to be here forever." I think to a certain extent yeah. it will.
1: I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, there's there's there is that. You know, it's nice to be able to work from home, but there is that camaraderie that, you know, yep. it, 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 that team environment that seeing other people, seeing other people that people are going to crave.
0: Yeah, because Zoom doesn't count.
1: No, Zoom does not count. It, it's just it's video. not the same.
0: No, it's not the same. Yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah. It's nice, but it's not the same.
0: It's a tool to use, but it doesn't replace being in an environment, and it's that creative camaraderie that I think a lot of businesses are missing. Yeah. From doing the whole, oh, you guys can work from home forever. Yeah, I, I I call BS on that one. Yeah, I don't think they're doing that long term. No, probably not. Let's switch gears here. Did the mortgage market, did interest rates, did they have any impact by the from the election, or was or was that kind of all built in? Was there any you Good know yeah. Rates going up, rates going down.
1: Just a little hiccup for a couple of days. We had a, a little increase there, probably about an eighth percent, and then it came back and turned itself around after about a week.
0: Okay, so, so just. Yeah. Did, did the mortgage market kind of look at it like everybody else in the stock market this is probably what's going to happen and yep. since that happened yep I mean there's still a little uncertainty
1: prison. there but it's not it's not affecting the market a lot and I think the I guess just the the number one reason is the massive amount of uh, money that the Fed is pouring into the mortgage market.
0: It's like eighty billion a day. It's a lot, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, eight, it 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 varies. They have a they have a weekly schedule. Hey, yeah. we're going to buy this much this week and next yeah. month, you know. But yeah,
0: and they're talking about going a little bit longer term. Yeah, is what they're kicking around.
1: I believe it'll through twenty twenty one. It'll be going down like that, where rates will be.
0: Um, let's talk about that yeah. so interest rate predictions we're getting close to the end yeah. of 2020
1: Yeah.
0: what do you see moving forward in 2021 the Fed is committed to yeah. a low interest rate environment yeah. can, can they control it can they keep it hanging in there
1: I think they'll control it and I think we'll you know on a 30 year fix it's it's, it's, it's I, right now we're say 2.75 no points yeah. hard to imagine it's going to go much lower so but I, I, we
0: keep saying that we keep
1: saying that so I will not be surprised if we hit two and a half So I'm not saying we're going to, but I think there is probably a 70% chance that we will see two and a half within the next three months on a 30-year fixed.
0: So at two and a half percent, do we have a refinance boom from all those people who bought at 3.5%?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're still in that boom right now. Um, It's been going on since March. It's been just effort forever insanely busy it
0: was before covid because we were super busy on the appraisal line going into covid
1: yeah with refinances right Right. we were still before covid we were still right three and a quarter roughly yeah so so uh i see 2021 I, i mean i could see rates for a little while going up like in the third or fourth quarter going up to above three but i don't see them going above three and a quarter
0: are people going to panic if they go over three?
1: Oh, if they do, they're not thinking straight because yeah. it's still a really still good,
0: a really, really low yeah. number. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I see rates stay, staying under three and a quarter all next year,
0: okay. on a
1: thirty or fixed. That's my that's my opinion. Prediction probably closer to on average. Like if if you yep. took the year as an average, I would say probably three is a percent on average. Right, but it's you know it'd be interesting to watch this a year from now, see what see what happens. But that's
0: the interesting thing. Yeah. is that you can look back on your predictions and go, "Man, I blew that one." Yeah.
1: Yeah, because nobody can predict the future and if no. the changes something. or oh, but
0: we can. yeah, I mean, you and I yeah. can.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a sports <laughs> almanac back to the future with uh, Biff. We're making some money.
0: <laughs> so funny. So, so with that, so we think we're going to have low interest rates. With that, we've got zero inventory. Yeah. We've got no inventory. What is our spring market going to look like?
1: Um, I call it a feeding frenzy. You know, imagine a lot of piranhas. Yeah. They're they're getting another fish and they're eating it. That's what it's going to be like, I think, because we've got the low interest rate. They're going to be, like as you know, there's going to be price escalations that are crazy. Yeah. Um, It's going to be, I really think, I mean, the way right now I've got several purchases already lined up closing in January. Normally January is super slow. Dead. Yeah. So I don't even think there's going to be, I mean, Personally, I'd like to check out the last 10 days of the, month, the year because yeah. I've worked like a dog this year. I'd yeah. like to check out the last, from December 20th through the, January 1st and not work at all. Right. But I'll have to do some work. Right? Um, but uh, it's going to be crazy, especially once we get to right the second week of January right. and people are back to work. And, and you I'm and
0: I, I have talked about it. We're in an industry that we are super fortunate to be where we're at. Because you and I talked yesterday when we're kind of planning this broadcast, we're talking about some of our friends that own bars and restaurants and Mm -hmm. small businesses that are closed, that are not doing business. 2020 has been horrific.
1: Horrific. Yeah.
0: And we're sitting, you're talking about, you've worked all year. You had a good year, yeah, right?
1: A phenomenal year, yeah. And then
0: there are other people out there who have been really suffering. And that's what I continually talk about is we need some more money pumped in to these businesses yeah. that have been under a state-mandated shutdown. Yeah, Those yeah. guys are not out buying homes. They are barely able to scrape by. I mean, some
1: are not making it. You know, right. They're shutting their doors. They're shutting their doors. Uh, that
0: means their employees shut their doors. All their vendors no longer have that business. So yeah. there's that flip side to this whole pandemic that in real estate we're kind of immune to because we're talking about feeding frenzies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if you got a listing on the list side of Summit, we got a listing, money in the bank. Yeah, because that oh, bad yeah. boy's going
1: to sell. That thing's selling quickly.
0: Yeah, Don't unless unless this. it's a studio. Or a one bedroom. Yeah. And we can't give those away.
1: Yeah, studio or one bedroom, yeah. People want space. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I continually I continually bring this up that if you want if you wanna do an investment that isn't popular, but I believe long term will be a really good investment, go buy that studio. Go buy that one bedroom. Because eventually when everybody returns back to the It's these a good investment areas, property to
1: rent out, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: But during the Rona, yeah. Who wants to be in a studio? Let's see, you're gonna you're gonna do all these living activities in 400 square feet? Yeah, No, yeah. people are not. Nope. So you think, do you, you think real estate, you think our market, I mean, your market is interest rate driven. Yeah. My market is interest rate driven as well. Yeah, sure. I what? mean, I
1: think next year, I've, I've been looking at projections and stuff like that. And so I rely on the experts more so than myself. But um, next year we'll see a decrease in refinances by probably... 30 to 40 percent from this year mm-hmm. but we're going to see an increase in purchase business i'm i'm, I'm going to say by about 25 percent wow so um do we have enough inventory for that to be a reality that's the problem i don't think we is, do is, is 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 we may not we yeah. may not but there's going to be that demand so you've got to figure out as a as a real estate agent or as a loan officer like me how you can get more of that piece of that pie because there's 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 going to be business to be had.
0: Yeah, but there's an there's a half of a quarter of a slice. There's an eighth of a slice mm-hmm. of one piece of pie that's yeah. left. It's
1: yeah. under a month. Yeah, but if you could, do, it just increase as a as a as a business. Whether you're an agent, real estate agent, or a, a law officer like me, if you could just increase your purchase business amount by say ten percent, you know you're getting some of that that increase in business next year increase in
0: business yeah yeah i mean i guess that makes sense but i am skeptical that we're going to have enough inventory because this this is the lowest inventory market i have ever seen by far yeah the the only thing
1: that i would think is there's still that exodus happening people are leaving seattle they're leaving washington state they're moving to montana they're moving to idaho wherever it is here's what's
0: interesting about that I did a podcast on that yesterday for every two people leaving Seattle yeah three are coming in okay
1: so that's the problem yeah migration yeah and I know there's a lot coming here especially if you're out of college you're young you're under 30 you know um, people are moving here and then even there's even Californians that are just like get me out right i'm tired of paying the taxes that was kind of like you getting out like you and
0: joe rogan and ben shapiro and a bunch of other high flying celebrities you included so there's people yeah there's
1: (laughs) there's people like that yeah me and joe rogan yeah so um so yeah i mean you know there's that there's that factor there that people so maybe that creates a little inventory but obviously it will get eaten up it's just a matter of how quickly and because
0: under a month of inventory, four, yeah. to six, four to six months is normal. Yeah. A lot of people point to six months as being normal. We haven't had that for years, but now now we're under Gosh, a month. if we could just get to two months, Sean. <laughs> yeah. We would have <laughs> more happy. of a normal market. Mm-hmm. But with COVID and coming out of this current eruption of cases, Washington had 3,500 cases yesterday. Yeah. Those are big numbers. Even if you even if you think that COVID is a hoax, yeah. you got to look at that going. All right. Even if they're cooking the books on half those numbers, yeah. that's still a lot.
1: If they're cooking the books on half, it's still a lot, yeah. yeah. And you got to think. Like I, I I did read an article the other day in local Flathead Valley paper. Flathead Valley is a pretty big area. It's about one hundred ten thousand people there. Guess how many people have moved there, whether they're second homers or full timers, in the last six months. I don't know. Thirty thousand. I was gonna say twenty. Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. So you're up thirty percent you thirty percent of your population.
0: Yeah. In six months. In six months. So your infrastructure is gonna be yeah. hard pressed to keep up with all that. Yeah. I mean your police, your utilities, yeah. housing. I mean, that stuff is just all... Yeah, some of those people
1: are half the year there, six months, but some are full-time.
0: Right. Yeah, the dynamics are... They're they're changing, for sure. I did a podcast on New York, the exodus from New York. About a million people have left New York City. That's a lot of people. Since COVID. A million.
1: So that's what... 5%, 5%, maybe 7%. Somewhere
0: in there, yeah. yeah. But if you think about it, they all live in an enormous high-rises yeah. or high-rises. And the only way to get around is really public transport. hmm Get me out of there. Yeah,
1: because if you live in Manhattan, you're not driving around. You're not driving. No. You're taking uh, Subway. Subway or if you can get an Uber. I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. But, he, I mean, yeah, u- Ubering everywhere isn't really a reality. No. Because traffic is so bad. Yeah, the subway
1: system in New York is actually
0: the way to go. And so do you want to hop on the subway in New York City where you've got massive cases of COVID? It's everywhere. Even if you think it's a hoax? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. And that's why so many people are leaving.
1: Yeah, right. And
0: they're trying to get out. Same thing with San Francisco. And all the the restaurants
1: are closed down and whatnot.
0: All the cool stuff is closed down. I mean, New
1: York's a great city if you can do stuff. But if you can't, it's boring as hell. How about Times
0: Square? (laughs) Would you go to Times Square right now? Yeah. There's nothing going on. There's nothing there. Yeah. No. So yeah. that's where I think you're going to see a big change in a lot of this. When we get the vaccine out, whether mm-hmm. you choose to take it or not, mm-hmm. that'll be there for mentally for people. And so I think the end of quarter two in 2021 is when we start to see some changes, start to kind of see that wave go the other way, which is employers bring their employees more back into the downtown. Yeah. There's less fear. Yeah, Right. And I, I don't know if you've sensed it since you, see, you you came in from Montana to Seattle here last night, yeah. yesterday, because I was talking to you on the phone. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed driving around since the last time you were in town, a lot more people running around right now. Yeah. We're pre-holidays. Yeah. People are out doing stuff. Yeah. They're not hunkered down at home.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, coming through, driving through Issaquah and Bellevue and Kirkland yesterday, that traffic hour was a lot. Of, it, was, it was full it was full the roads were full yeah pretty full
0: it's not like traffic was pre-covid yeah but there's a lot of people
1: yeah I mean I was here um, this last summer too and it was it was it was busy but not it definitely seems a little more busier now a little bit for sure yeah
0: yeah I think people are like all right I can't stay at home forever
1: yeah I'm gonna wear a mask yeah I'm gonna go do my thing this is where we're at yeah you know you probably still have people that go into the office they just have to wear a mask or whatever when they're in the office yeah you know
0: yeah I mean that's just people have gotten used do. to that right yeah. they've gotten used to it you stick your mask on you always take yeah. even when I go for a walk now in case I need to go into a store or something put it in your pocket throw a mask in your damn pocket yeah yeah and just have it there. Yeah. So, yeah. Dan, thank you so much for coming on. I think we've we've covered everything. We've beaten these topics to death. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on because now I can say to a lot of my brokers, hey, just did a really good podcast on this. If you guys want some basic information to give to your clients, to your buyers, or if you know somebody that's trying to buy a house, here's a really rough estimate of how much money you need. Here's how much your payments are going to be. Yeah. Here's how much money you need to make kind of thing. Yep. So thanks for sharing all that Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yep. Thanks for having me. um, And hopefully you get some business out of this. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. Yep, all right. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you, Dan. We'll catch you in the next one. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, John. Yep, bye-bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.